going, 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 going once, going twice, going three times. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages. My name is Tony Visick, and it is uh, 2 p.m. Monday afternoon, Mountain Standard Time. And you are watching Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. This is your daily distraction from all the anger, anxiety, and hoopla floating around in the world today. Uh, I want to thank you for joining, those of you who will be joining shortly. Uh, I've got a, uh, a whiz-bang of a show uh, lined up for you. Uh, for those of you who um, are unfamiliar with our product, uh, what is it that we do every day? Here's what we do every day. is um, We build the show around three things. Three. Uno, dos, tres. Three things. Uh, and they are... Uh, questions and comments that you leave primarily on Facebook Live, but also on YouTube, on the Comedy School channel, also on the audio portion of the program. Would you say program or program? Uh, audio portion of the program, which is on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. And it is built around uh, questions and comments that you leave that I do, um, that I attempt to answer to the best of my ability. Uh, some knickknack or memorabilia I have laid around the uh, apartment, uh, apartment, condo condo house house it's not an apartment it's not a condo it's a house it's not a house it's a home uh, that i have here in the home office that uh, i share with you perhaps with a uh, uh, a little bit of a story um and i recommend uh, two artists or two pieces of music based on my vast vinyl album collection um what's happened since we spoke spoke last which was yesterday about 24 hours ago um i had a wonderful day uh you know i read a book called uh i think it was the wise men and it was about uh the people who were around franklin roosevelt during world war ii and then shaped uh, american foreign policy for the next 50 years or up until recently the men who did that and many of them uh, served in government during a World War II and were instrumental in organizing our government in a way that allowed us to be victorious in World War II. And I read a passage about one of them, I believe a man named James McCloy, who always felt guilty about World War II because um, he would have went and fought, but he was too old. And also his skill set was um, in a much more administrative level. And he was uh, very helpful in bringing about the success of getting supplies, etc., to our military in Germany and in the Pacific Theater. But he always felt guilty because it was such an exciting time for him. He said he never felt more alive than he did during World War II because what they were doing mattered. What, it was, what they were doing was important. What they were doing was uh, immediate. Wise men, W-I-S-E-M-A-N. Two words, Kev Brown. The wise men. It's a pretty thick tome. And he felt guilty about it. And I imagine that might be going on with some of us right now. Uh, for those, those of us who have uh, a good day or are having a string of good days or an occasional good day, there's a couple things that are going on. One, we might feel a little guilty about it. There's also an impending sense of doom that, yeah, but by tomorrow everything might go to shit. So I had a great day yesterday, and I'm not going to feel guilty about it, nor am I going to let my always in the back of my head sort of impending sense of doom affect me moving forward today as well um i had a wonderful day my uh, daughter came out to visit my wife was here 
Okay, and uh, I had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Father's Day. And uh, it was really cool because we had bought some stuff for the backyard. And all three of us went out and put it together. And then that evening, we were all able to enjoy it. So I was able to enjoy my evening with uh, two of the people that I love. I I love above all else in life. There's other people that I love equally. But uh, my wife and my daughter, both here on a Sunday, on Father's Day, they got me gifts. I appreciated the gifts so darn much. Uh, I got gifts from my stepdaughter as well. Um, And it was a wonderful day. It was a wonderful day. And I got to eat a T-bone steak that I cooked on a barbecue grill. So... um, at the same time, I know that there's people ill and there's people fighting in the streets, and I know all of that. I know all of that. But the way I'm taking care of my little corner of the world is by just trying to be the best guy that I can be and uh, to be as safe as I possibly can while at the same time uh, continuing living. So, uh, And as far as the impending doom part goes, um, you know, if you live long enough, um, some bad stuff's going to happen. If you live long enough, some bad stuff's going to happen. And if you do not allow yourself to enjoy the good times, this is my belief. I don't have any uh, graphs to show you or anything. But if you do not allow yourself to enjoy and appreciate the good times, you will not be able to handle the bad times and be an effective player in turning those bad times around. So enjoy your good times. And when the rough stuff hits, be a plus in moving it forward and not a minus. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Hey, uh, a couple things I got coming up for you I want to tell you about that are uh, tons of fun. Uh, tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Or, uh, for some people, it's Mountain Standard Time. For some people, it's uh, Mountain Standard Time. For some people, it's Mountain Standard Time. Uh, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, I'm doing a free intro to my stand-up comedy workshops. Absolutely free. Uh, there's no hard sell. Uh, matter of fact, this is a free intro for a class that starts July 1st. So it's not almost like sign up now. Uh, we hope that you will. We hope you'll listen to it and go, I want to do that. Of course we do. But um, tomorrow night, Tuesday, 6 p.m., all you got to do is go to comedyschools.com and the meeting ID and password are right there. And you just put them in your little phone and um, you'll be able to join us at our one hour free intro to stand up comedy. It's only an hour or two. By the way, you can turn off your camera and turn off your sound and you can actually be up uh, doing Pilates or something while we're doing the, uh, the free intro and we won't even know. You just be listening while you're doing Pilates or uh, yoga or uh, any of those exercises. Um, then Friday night, I got something else free for you. Yes, I do. And it's pretty cool. And it allows you to kind of be present. Friday creation. Friday night, 7 p.m., Mountain Standard. It's class clown. It's class clowns. This is the stand-up comedy showcase that has seen people go all the way from their very first show to national television. Uh, this one is on Zoom. <coughs> Excuse me. This one is on Zoom. Uh, in order to be able to attend that absolutely free show, all you got to do is write me, Tony Visick, at comedy schools at hotmail.com. Comedy schools at hotmail.com, and I will send you uh, your magical codes that let you in the room, but that's free. And then finally, Sunday night, if you are in the greater Phoenix area, we are venturing out for the first time since March 13th, 15th. Hello, Lauren. Uh, we are going to Stir Crazy Comedy Club in Glendale, California, and we are putting on uh, Tony Visick and Friends. Many of the people you see on the Friday Night Zoom show will be there. 
Tickets for it are 15 bucks. If you're in town, uh, they've got the uh, safe social distancing thing going on in that club. Not a lot of seats available, but arranged in such a way to be able to keep six-foot social distancing. I'll be wearing a mask. Uh, oh, the only time I'll have it off is when I'm on stage. The rest of the time I'll have a wet mask and social distancing. But for those that need this to get out and mingle with people live, and I kind of get that. I do. Okay. Uh, we're going to be doing one. And we'll be doing a Sunday night. All right. Let's get to the stuff. So I'm going to show you something kind of cool here. Don't wonder off. This is cool. You'd like this. I'm talking to my producer. She's wondering. This is a t-shirt that I don't think it was ever worn. But it's important to me. It's so important to me that I never wore it. So what is this shirt? You all see it. You see the shirt? You see it? Okay. So what are we looking at here? It says, OK Corral. And this says, Gunfight at the OK Corral, 125th anniversary, 1881-2006, October 26, 28, 2006, Tombstone, Arizona. Tombstone, Arizona. So where did I get this shirt? I got this shirt in Tombstone, Arizona. And if you're ever in Arizona and you want to see something cool, take a, a beautiful tombstone. It's absolutely beautiful. But this was a, a particularly special day for me, uh, the day that I got this shirt. And I'm going to tell you all about it. Okay, uh, I got this shirt. I had never been to Tombstone, and it was 2008, I believe. And Shirley and I were dating, and I was broke. And I even told her, I said, look, I can't even afford to take out to dinner. But uh, we hit it off, and she asked me if I ever been to Tombstone, and I was kind of caught up in all kinds of business stuff now, trying to revive uh, some moribund project. I said, no, I don't know. Because well, let me take you to Tombstone. And she took me to Tombstone, Arizona, the very first time, and we had a great time. And she bought me this shirt. I said, look, I don't want you buying me a shirt. I'm not at And she goes, I want to buy it for you. It's a gift. And I'm so glad she did because that was one of the trips that helped. Uh, uh, it was one of the formative trips in her and I's relationship. One of the formative trips in her and I's relationship, you know. So, uh, and she bought me that shirt and I have it. And every once in a while I can look at it and I can remember that trip and I can remember the car ride in her car and staring out the window at all the wonder of uh, the beautiful southern Arizona Sonoran desert landscape at the cactus and the mountains and how the terrain begins to change as you get down towards Tombstone and falling in love with that part of Arizona and falling in love with her on that very day. So anyway, Tombstone's cool. You could stand right there where the uh, whole gunfight took place. Uh, they do reenactments. I don't know if they're doing them right now. Um, there's an exact replica, pretty much, of the town, like many of those wooden western towns that had burnt down several times and was rebuilt. Uh, Tombstone was a silver mining town. And without getting into uh, the history of it too deeply, uh, the Earps and the Clantons both worked for different controlling business interests, silver and cattle. Silver and cattle. And that's what the real battle was all about. Uh, who was controlling the area, the silvermen or the cattlemen. So um, that's why that shirt's special to me. And I'll tell you why that story is important today. And the story is important today because I met Shirley, my wife, the producer of the show, uh, during uh, one of the most uh, sad, uh, depressing episodes of my life. One of those things when everything seemed to be a shade of gray and there seemed to be no color in the sky. And that's when I met her. 
Okay. And I had a uh, old man named Howard Polins who uh, is loved and idolized by thousands of people. And I knew him personally. And I think that he's no longer with us. I had a little bit more complicated relationship with the guy because we also had a business relationship. But he told me one time during uh, a similar time, he goes, Tone, he goes, you don't want to hear this now. And maybe you guys don't want to hear this now. But I'm going to tell you what Howard told me. I'm going to tell you what came to fruition on that, during that time for me in 2008 when I went, wow, I'm a complete loser. Okay, I'm not going to be able to pull out of this one. I've gone off into a ditch too deep for me to be pulled out or winched out. That sometimes what seems like the worst day in your life is actually the best day in your life. Sometimes. Not every time, but sometimes. So when you're going through a tough time, you got to tell yourself, yeah, I'm going to be able to pull out of this. I'm going to be able to pull out of this. This too shall pass. This too shall change. Um, by the way, I changed right before the show. I don't know if you can tell. Um, I was swimming right before this, and I just went right to the pool to here. And uh, uh, damn it, I think I pulled it off pretty nicely. You know? I, uh, no one can tell that I was just in a bunch of water. All right, let's talk about the music, okay? Let's get to music a little bit. Um, I guess this is more of a boomer type show because um, uh, most of the music I talk about is music from the... Uh, 60s and 70s and 80s, okay? But I've got, I'm so excited for Stir Crazy. He said he's so excited for Stir Crazy. I am too, Jim. I am too. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your pals. You get to see Jim Perry on a good show with good performers, including me, Tony Visick. Uh, show you. Got here to show you. Got here to show you. Um, an important band throughout the 60s, uh, into the 70s, definitely into the 70s, and then the uh, lead singer going on to uh, quite a career in the 80s was this band. Traffic. This is Traffic. And I don't think we've talked about Traffic a lot on this show. But Traffic was a um, trippy jazz rock band. Probably one of, once again, those British progressive rock bands. All right? Who had a sound like none other. Now, Steve Winwood and his brother started out... Started out with a group called the Spencer Davis Group, which was primarily based in the blues. Based in the blues. All right? In, uh, uh, that's what it was based in. Uh, they had a big hit with a, a version of uh, I'm a Man. I'm a man, yes I am, and I can't help but love you so. No, no, no. So uh, then uh, Steve went on to form his own group <coughs> and put out some incredible stuff. And uh, on this album which got a massive amount of uh, FM radio play in 1973-74, uh, is, of course, Low Spark of High Heeled Boys, Shootout at the Fantasy Factory, Uninspired, and Light Up or Leave Me Alone. Four songs only. One song, 15 minutes and 10 seconds long. 15 minutes, Low Spark of High Heeled Boys by uh, Steve Winwood and Jim Capaldi. Uh, this band started out with a, a guitarist named Dave Mason, who then left the band and functioned primarily as a trio for most of its, uh, uh, most of its uh, tenure. And oddly enough, of the trio, one of them was a saxophone player. So primarily a piano, drums, and a saxophone player, so, uh, which was always kind of weird. Uh, let me see here who I got here. Uh, ba -da -da -da. Steve Winwood, 
Vocals, guitar, piano. Roger Hawkins, drums. Uh, Jim Capaldi, vocals, percussion, drums. And then a guy named Barry Beckett on keyboards on this live album. But primarily, it was uh, Stevie Winwood, the drummer, and Jim Capaldi that made up traffic. And if you want to hear something totally unique and so totally different and go, wow, what were they doing back then? Their first big hit was a song called Dear Mr. Fantasy, which has an incredible bass riff that it opens with. And um, uh, so many great songs open up with some sort of killer bass riff or some sort of bam, some sort of snare drum snap. Uh, this one with an incredible bass riff. Uh, but they moved on from there into a very jazzy, uh, obtuse sort of rock. So listen to uh, Low Spark of High, uh, High Heel Boys and tell me that it's not one of the most unique songs you've ever heard. Uh, later on in the 80s, um, Steve Winwood kind of went back to his roots as kind of a uh, blues rocker and had a great career in uh, uh, songs like uh, Roll With It. So uh, lasted for quite some time, which is a difficult thing to do in the world of rock and roll. Um, these guys, their career was not as long as Steve Winwood's but uh, maybe made a greater impact for a while on a generation. Here it is, uh, Steely Dan, Katie Lied. Keep in mind, when I show you this stuff, it's to do one of two things, guys, one of two things. And that is either to get you to reacquaint yourself with something that you loved in the past that you may have forgotten about, which really can excite the senses and make us even more creative, or to explore something new that you don't know about without precondition. So this album was a huge one for Becker and Fagan. Um... By the way, on this album, so Walter Becker and Donald Fagan made up Steely Dan. They were one of the strangest bands in the world because they rarely toured, if at all. Okay, toured a little bit initially. They were primarily a studio band with, uh, that put out uh, hit after hit after hit with a unique sound that had a constantly interchanging group of musicians joining them. So the sound was strictly belonged to Walter Becker and Donald Fagan. But on this album, you also had uh, Jeff Picaro, Gary Katz, Roger Nichols, Danny Devos, and uh, singing, harmonizing on Steely Lied, uh, Steely, uh, on Katie Lied, Mike McDonald. Mike McDonald, who later on joined the Doobie Brothers and changed their sound dramatically and then went on with an incredible, um, incredible uh, uh, solo career. Here's a personal list thing. Um, guitars for Denny Wass and Walter Becker. Rick Derringer, Dean Parks, Elliot Randall. And by the way, if you know the song Reeling in the Years, uh, Elliot Randall, even though everybody thinks because Jeff Skunk Baxter uh, played uh, on the entire album that he played that incredible guitar solo. No, it's Elliot Randall. Uh, Hugh McCracken, that's a funny name. Larry Carlton, piano and various keyboards, Michael Amarjan, Donald Fagan, David Patch, bass, Walter Becker, Claude Rainey, Wilton Felder, drums, dr drumophone, Jeff Picaro. Uh, let me see what else we got here. Hal Blaine from the Wrecking Crew was on this. Uh, the guy who played on Elvis Records and Beach Boy Records and Frank Sinatra Records and Birds Records. And then your backup vocals, Mike McDonald, Sherry Matthews, no one else uh, uh, really uh, to mention there, but Rick Derringer of Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo. The songs on this were incredible. Black Friday, Bad Sneakers, Rose Darling, Daddy Don't Live in New York City No More, Dr. Wu, Everyone's Gone to the Movies, Your Gold Teeth, Chain Lightning, Any World, and Throwback the Little Ones. So, stunning piece of unique, both of these bands we're talking about today, both uh, um, 
Steely Dan and Traffic defy description. Could best be, um, best be, I don't know, we could say that they were jazz rock. Sort of a jazz rock. But uh, just stunning and fun music to listen to. Uh, I no longer do drugs. I've not done drugs and alcohol in 35 years. But if uh, you enjoy getting fucked up, get fucked up and listen to Low Spark High Heeled Boys. <laughs> I'm not advocating that. I'm just telling you, <laughs> don't waste the high. All right. I'm going to wrap up for the day, okay? Uh, let's recap. All right. We have a shirt from Tombstone Air Shirt. From Tombstone Air Shirt. From Tombstone Air Shirt. From Tombstone, Arizona. From Tombstone, Arizona. From Tombstone, Arizona. From Tombstone, Arizona. And my personal connection to it. Not just going down there as a tourist, but what it meant in my life as a human being. Um, I also uh, told you to remember this. Sometimes what you think is the worst day in your life turns out to be the best day in your life. And you get to help decide that by how you function. Also, tomorrow night, free intro to stand-up comedy. Friday night. Free show, Class Clowns. Sunday night, we're doing Stir Crazy live in Glendale, Arizona. Tickets are 15 bucks. I think that recaps the entire show. I want to thank you for watching. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for joining. I'm going to be back with you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, YouTubers. Bye-bye.